1: This is Joanna Oakey here and welcome back to Talking Law. Today we're talking about MOUs or memorandums of understanding. We're going to be talking about what they are, what they mean, whether they're legally binding or not, and if they aren't legally binding, then what might be the point of having them. So why are we talking about this today? Um, Often I'm approached by people who are confused by what some of these document terms mean and also confused about whether or not these types of documents that they've entered into are binding. So today we're going to be talking about these types of agreements, whether they're binding or not, and what other things they might be called and what they're all about. So what is an MOU? An MOU essentially is a Memorandum of Understanding, or that's the name of it, and it's a document that sets out an understanding or the high level commercial terms that may be agreed between one or more parties or two or more parties. There might be lots of other types of ways to describe this document though. So sometimes people talk about letters of intent and they often find that these are things that are like MOUs or heads of agreement but in a letter format. Another way to refer to it is heads of agreement, which is a document that. Once again, is the commercial terms of an agreement. It might also be called a terms sheet or commercial terms. So all of these names essentially can mean basically the same thing. A document that's not a long formal agreement, but that is something that sets out the structure or the commercial terms of an agreement that two people have reached or more, more than two people. Sometimes there might be three parties or more. So the next question then is, is this document legally enforceable or legally binding? And this is uh, what I think is, in essence, the most important question for you to bear in mind. Now, you can have three types of documents. You can have a document where you agree, you have an agreement to agree on something in the future. So what that might mean is it's a document where you have, whether you call it a memorandum of understanding or an MOU or a letter of intent or a heads of agreement or whatever, a document where you're setting out something that you have agreed on now but that you don't intend to be bound to in the future, that you actually intend in the future you'll enter into an agreement if you can agree on the terms and if your lawyers can agree on the terms that go into a longer and more formal document. So that's one potential use of one of these deal term or memorandum of understanding documents. Another approach is that you might have memorandums of understanding that are intended to contain terms that everyone must be bound to. And sometimes this is done because, for example, parties might want to start a project, but they haven't had the time to enter into a more formal contractual process because, say, for example, it might take time going to their lawyers to get it drafted up. It might be take time to get internal board signage or board approval, or there might be other reasons for adopting this approach. And if that's the case, if you have a document where you intend that you're going to be bound to various simple terms, one of the risks that you run in this type of document is that because you haven't entered into a longer, more formal agreement, you haven't had the opportunity to think about what sort of clauses you would include in a longer and more formal agreement. So often we see in these short documents, the MOUs, the commercial terms, the letter of intent, the heads of agreement, whatever you call it, often we see in this sort of document, discussion about pricing and the way that things will be approached, but not detail about things like intellectual property ownership or indemnity or how risks in an arrangement will be shared between the parties. So therefore, it can be quite dangerous for you to enter into an MOU that is binding In all its terms, but it's something that you can do if you intend. And of course, it's very risky if you've entered into an MOU that has the consequence of being binding, but you haven't realised that it's binding. So we'll talk soon about how it is that you can ensure that these documents aren't binding if you don't intend them to be. Now, the third type of approach that you might have to your preference of enforceability of this document is that you intend for some of the provisions of the document to be enforceable and some of them not to be enforceable. So an example of that type of situation is if you have decided that you want to set out the commercial terms of a deal, that you don't want to hold either of those parties to those commercial terms until you've had the chance to put in place a more formal agreement, but that you do want to hold the one of the other parties or both parties to confidentiality obligations, for example, or restraints in that they can't go and deal with other people during the term that you've set for the period of time that you need to get a more formal agreement in place. So in that case, where you have some clauses that relate to a deal that you hope to do and some clauses that you intend to be enforceable, So as I said, in that example, we were talking about confidential clauses, confidentiality clauses being binding, for example, requiring that the other party doesn't divulge information that you pass over to them in the period of time that you're working on moving the deal to a more formal arrangement. Or it might be confidentiality in relation to the deal itself. You might not want the other party to be talking about the deal terms that you've put in place in this document. So, and you also might, as I said, want to consider a restraint. So say, for example, you might want to say during the period of time that you have allocated for the parties to the term sheet to enter into a formal agreement you want to ensure that neither of you are speaking to other parties at the same time about entering into a a commercial agreement that relates to the same deal. Say, for example, if you're looking at potentially selling a business or getting into a joint venture deal or getting into a particular environment where you're looking at selling goods or services. So If you're in that position of wanting to ensure that some of the terms are enforceable and some aren't, you also need to be clear that you have done that in the right way to ensure that you have created enforceable terms in some areas and that you haven't committed yourself to an enforceable and binding contract in the other areas. Okay, so we've talked about what types of documents memorandums of understanding are, And what alternative language is that they might be called. We've talked about whether you want the document to be binding or not. And I guess implicit in all of that is that clearly you can have a memorandum of understanding that is binding. And you can have a memorandum of understanding that isn't binding. So it depends which approach you want to for you to then create the document that you want. Because the important thing to bear in mind, I think at the end of the day, is not the title you give the document, it's what the document does from a legal perspective after the title. So don't get too caught up with trying to work out whether or not you're looking for an MOU or a heads of agreement or a deal term type format. What you're really after is understanding what is in the body of the document, whether you've included enough information or not and whether or not the agreement has created a situation where one or both parties are bound to the terms of it or not. So, what do you need to do if you want a document to be binding and enforceable? You essentially need to make sure you have clauses within that document to make it very clear that the provisions of the document are enforceable or you might Instead, say that certain provisions of the document are enforceable and certain provisions aren't. So that way, you're very clear about which bits of the document you want to be able to enforce or not. And if you don't want the document to be binding, which is generally the default preference and the default understanding of how MOUs are used, then once again, I encourage you to be very clear in the document that. It is not binding and le- and it's not legally enforceable against any of the parties. So I think one of the risks for for businesses in this area is that some businesses come to me having signed these MOUs and then doing things on the back of these signed MOUs that have created cost or issue for them or commitment for them in other areas, and then finding out that someone has pulled out of the commercial deal and that they're not able to take any action against them because the document that they've signed is clearly unenforceable. So that's the first thing. If you need your document to be binding, if you are about to go and incur cost on the basis of the commitment of someone in a document like this, you need to make sure that the document allows you to enforce the terms of that contract. And if you don't want it to be binding, as I said, it's really important that you make sure it's not. Otherwise, you might sit on the other side of the fence. You might think that you haven't committed to something. You later on start thrashing through the deal, realize that this is not the right person to do business with, but find that your court in an enforceable contract. So it's really important that you understand which way you want to go with it. You understand whether or not you want it to be binding and create the document in the way that it reflects that. So what are the action steps out of today? Firstly, if you're involving yourself in a deal and two parties and the parties want to create a document that sets out the deal terms, first ask yourself whether or not you want any element of that deal to be binding? If you do, think about what elements you want to be binding. Do you want it all to be binding or do you just want certain elements to be binding? Number three, once you've gone through that process, you need to make it clear in the document what elements are binding. Use appropriate words and if you don't know what the words are, then make sure you take advice on what the appropriate words are to use in that instance. Number four, make sure if you you are including elements that are going to be binding, make sure you have thought through the detail of that in a clear enough way so that you have given yourself outs if there's elements that you haven't gone into detail in. So you need to be specific and clear whenever you're dealing with an area that you are creating an enforceable obligation in. So make sure you understand the obligations you're creating. And number five, if you're intending for it to be binding, make sure you have it executed in a way that you can prove later on as the other party has agreed to the binding nature of the document. All right, so just a quick recap in this episode, which was a quite a short one. We talk ab- about the um, areas of MOUs, which are memorandums of understanding. If you'd like more information about this topic, head over to our website at talkinglaw.com.au Where we have a number of free downloads that relate to this topic. And through that website, you'll also be able to download a transcript of this podcast episode if you'd like to read it in more detail. Also, you'll find there details of how you can contact our lawyers at Aspect Legal if you are looking at entering into some sort of deal and you're considering using an MOU or a letter of intent or a heads of agreement and you'd like some assistance on making sure that it is reflecting what you need in terms of it being binding or non-binding on the other party. And finally, if you enjoyed what you heard today, please pop over to iTunes, make sure you subscribe, and we'd really appreciate it if you leave us a review. So thanks again for listening in. Hopefully we've been able to clarify an area that is sometimes a little bit confusing for businesses. And see you next time.